You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space, CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Sean Eubanks. Thanks for joining us and welcome to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks with Strainwise Consulting. And on our show today, we have Charles Rutherford, who is the business development director at Bovida. The company has been providing patent precision humidity control to a number of industries for 20 years and for the last seven years in cannabis. In the early stages of working in the cannabis industry, Charlie was still skeptical about the medicinal value of cannabis, but a motorcycle accident in 2013 changed his mind when cannabis became the safe pain alternative to increasing dosage. In the turn from cannabis skeptic to believer that propels Bovida's work in cannabis, Charlie traveled the country testing flour of the biggest names in industry to help the cannabis world understand some of the regional differences and what they consider perfect flour. And he's advising a number of state agencies and an international standards organization on writing regulations that include language on the proper humidity range to store cannabis flour for maximum safety, efficacy, and quality. At Bovida, their mission is clear. It's to protect, preserve, and optimize moisture-sensitive products. If you're not 100% satisfied with Bovida, return it for a full refund, any reason, guaranteed. Charlie, welcome to the show. Sean, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, so uh, wonderful story in that with us. You you had a, a motorcycle accident in 2013, and that led you to cannabis. Tell us about that. Yeah, 2013 was uh, a couple blocks from home on my uh, brand spanking new motorcycle, and uh, a careless driver took a left turn into me on that motorcycle, and for a split second, my leg was between the uh, car and the bike, and it resulted in a bad enough injury just above my ankle that the best option for long-term quality of life and fewest uh, complications 
was actually going to be amputation of my left foot. So uh, in the course of about 24 hours, I went from my biggest decision being where I was going to have dinner after getting home, going mountain bike riding, uh, to whether or not I was going to keep my... And so uh, I woke up the next day with just a piece about the idea of having my foot removed since that was going to give me the best quality of life. So for the last now, I have been a below-the-knee amputee, uh, and uh, so I still walk with the grace of a ballerina. You would never know that I am missing a left foot because technology these days. But what was legal and what was uh, the only alternative to the severe pain of the recovery, and then also the ongoing phantom limb pain that I deal with every day since, uh, have been opiates. And that just was not a road I wanted to go down further once one turned into two, turned into three pills. And I just said, you know what? I don't want to go down that road. I've been skeptical about cannabis as a medicine operating in the cannabis space. Um, so at great risk to a couple people, that I knew across the country everything that I would need, and that was the night that I became a believer in cannabis as a effective and safe medicine. And thankfully, Minnesota came out with a legal um, cannabis program not long after that, so uh, it was only a short amount of time that I was not following the rules. Okay, and so originally you were on the opiates. They prescribed those to you. What what medications were those, if you remember? Oh, boy. Well, Dilaudid was a big one. And then uh, the Oxycodone, Oxycontin. I think there was some Percocet in there. There was some nerve medicine in there. And, um, you know, it was not a uh, taking one did turn into two, did turn into three to get the same effect. And then I was not sleeping uh, because the pain was so severe. And so I I just decided that if there, if there was something in this as a medicine, I needed to try it because my experiences with cannabis in high school were were not good ones. It followed a four-step process where I'd hit the pipe or the joint every time it came around. I'd have fun for five minutes. I'd get paranoid, and then I'd throw up. And that was not my version of fun. So you can imagine that I was very, very skeptical about how this thing that I had such a bad experience with in high school was supposed to be this fantastic um, uh, medicine that was going to alleviate my pain. Well, I quickly learned that it was because I was having a dosage problem back in high school, hanging out with a bunch of people that were much more accomplished in that field than I was. And so by slowly going into it, a puff from a vaporizer, wait 10 minutes, a puff from the vaporizer, wait 10 minutes. That was, I was able to uh, successfully alleviate my pain and not have any of the side effects that you can have by over-medicating. Okay, so bridge the gap for me. What made you finally decide? Was the pain too much? Or, I mean, how did you go back to cannabis? Was Did a friend approach you and say, look, here's kind of what microdosing is. Here's another form of uh, to, uh, to ingest it maybe. I mean, what made you take the leap of faith? Because there is one based on your bad experiences that I absolutely can relate to in high school and college thinking, hey, this stuff is just not for me. So how did you, was it just out of desperation that you said, hey, I'll try cannabis? It was about the third night of not sleeping, having taken the usual dose of 3-oxycodone before I went to bed. The phantom limb pain, and if people aren't aware what that is, it's just pain or a sensation in a limb that you no longer have. So as real as I'm sitting in this chair right now, looking down at a carbon fiber foot in my shoe, it feels like it's on fire, and that's the way that it feels 
all the time. And since I'm still very active with competitive mountain biking and golf and skiing and, uh, and shooting sports, I'm up on it all day long. And at the end of the day, it has even more activity. So the third night of not sleeping and I wake up from uh, what might, may have been about a 15 minute nap and I'm at the office and I start seeing things. And it's amazing uh, how, how bad on the brain lack of sleep is, where it's hallucinations, where it's, it's just a, a really, it's almost a bad trip. And so I finally that day decided I'm going to get in touch with some of the people that I know in this industry. And thankfully they were able to put me on the right track. So I got a vaporizer, I got a grinder, I got some flour and I'm not afraid of smoke or vaporizing. Uh, even as I sit here right now, I've got a cigar lit in my office. And so the idea of ingesting something by vapor is not frightening whatsoever. It was the potential feeling that I might get from it that I was a little bit scared about. So they just said, take a puff, set it down, wait 10 minutes. And so that's exactly what I did, Sean. And I think it was on the third puff after I was feeling really nice that I said, okay, I can turn the TV off and bam, I slept for eight hours for the first time and probably the, uh, since the actual accident. And it was the best sleep that I felt like I had ever gotten. So that's the method that I still use today, uh, except it's usually oil instead of flour. Uh, and I just have a couple puffs at night and the pain goes away. I get a little bit groggy. My book closes and I go to sleep. So you're not using during the day to handle your phantom pains. You're just kind of enduring that throughout the, the work hours then. That's right. I don't feel, you know, once again, the experience that I have informs everything that I think about it right now. The pain is there all day long, but I can stay distracted enough, either activities or at the office, uh, even though there are some shooting pains. But it's when I'm alone with my thoughts and the silence at night going to sleep that even a mild amount of pain is, uh, is disruptive to sleep. Wow. Well, thanks so much, Charlie, for sharing that with us. And so that leads you into Bovida. Where did you, how did you find that company and why did you go to work for? Well, I was there, one of their first salesmen about 20 years ago when my desk was a door on top of two filing cabinets in the CEO's living room. They were just a startup. And at that time, we only had one product and that was in the uh, cigar industry because we solved a huge problem there with uh, with the mystery and mess and hassle of trying to maintain a humidor for a good environment for your cigars. So I worked there for a couple of years, but within that, I was also racing motorcycles and I had the chance to take that professionally. And so after two years at Bovida, left on really great terms to chase a motorcycle racing career, which ended in injury. Uh, so you might see a, a pattern develop here in my life as it revolves around motorcycles. Um, and then I was, I did a bunch of other things after that ended and about seven years ago, uh, Bovida came to mind and I thought, you know what, I wonder what those guys are doing because it kind of stayed in touch just a little bit. And, uh, I got in touch with them and asked if they had room and they said, no, we don't have room, but if you're serious, uh, we're going to make room. So they made room and, uh, that was seven years ago. And it was right about the time that we started getting phone calls from people in the cannabis world who are buying our products that are supposed to be for cigars, using them to store their flour and they're calling us and saying, hey, love your product. It's awesome. My flour doesn't dry out anymore, but it's a little bit too wet for immediate consumption. Can you come up with something lower? And what all that means is that 
the cigar's ideal humidity levels are just a bit above cannabis. So it was probably a little bit too wet for them. And I don't know if I hung up on five people or 50 people before we said, wow, okay, there is really something here. So at, uh, we commissioned a little bit of testing that revealed that the ideal humidity level for the average of four of the strains tested was 58 to 63% relative humidity. And thankfully, uh, based on what our product is, a, a salt solution and packaged, packaged in a patented membrane that allows only water vapor to transfer in and out, um, Nature provided us with a salt that provides 62% relative humidity, right smack dab in that ideal range. So we released that product to the market about, yeah, it was about six years ago, and um, it really uh, took off incredibly because of uh, what it does for the storage of cannabis. Yeah, you guys are everywhere. I, I have a, you know, I'm lucky enough to travel around and speak, and, and I see you guys everywhere. There's not a trade show that I'm at that you're not at. Uh, you have a tremendous uh, nationwide footprint. Your commitment to the industry is unwavering uh, for sure. So, I mean, is are you kind of – are you guys the leader in the industry? I know you have a couple of competitors, but you really look, look like you have a tremendous amount of market share. Is that true? It absolutely is, and that's by virtue of the product works, and it's the only one in the world that does what it does, and we're really passionate about that and excited, and so thankfully, uh, once people use our product, especially if they use it side by side anything else in the world, they're going to quickly realize which one does work, and so we could have maybe marketed ourselves into a really great position, even with a substandard product, but it just so happens that we have a world-leading, class-leading product in every industry that we operate. Wonderful. Well, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Charlie Rutherford, a business development director of Bovida. During the break, check out their website, uh, bovidainc.com. When we come back, we'll be talking about water activity and why that's relevant and how it relates to moisture. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo makes its way back to Phoenix, October 13th and 14th. Check out hundreds of vendors showcasing their businesses and the new advances being made in medical and legal cannabis markets. 
Plus, catch keynote presentations from former Mexican President Vicente Fox, award-winning writer Bruce Barcott, and the Martha Stewart of Marijuana, Cheryl Schumann. The 2017 Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix. SWCCExpo.com slash Phoenix 2017. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blunt Business. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks of Strainwise Consulting. We've been talking to Charlie Rutherford, the Business Development Director at Boveda. Welcome back, Charlie. Hey, thanks, Sean. So in talking to you, Charlie, um, let's, talk, let's dive into water activity and, and a discussion on that. I mean, what, what is it, first of all? Well, water activity is a very well-known way to measure the water in something in almost every other industry but cannabis. So in the food world, they are very, very familiar with it. And the reason that water activity makes more sense than moisture content is because water activity in the food world and water activity in the cannabis world tells you everything you need to know about whether the water in the flower is safe. Because what water activity measures is a really kind of a comparison between bound water and free water or water that's available for microorganisms to grow. So for example, the uh, American, well, was it? The Cannabis Safety Institute has helped the world realize that a water activity of 0.65, which is the equivalent of 65% humidity, is the max ideal for cannabis. Anything higher than that and mold can grow or microorganisms to gr can grow at 65, 65 or below, it becomes difficult to the point of being impossible. So that's the high threshold that any flower should ever be stored at for long periods of time because, once again, it's under that 65% humidity, which is 65% water activity. Now, a lot of the world is being driven by the idea of moisture content, and the reason that that falls down is because you could have flour that satisfies your internal or regulations, satisfies the water activity, I'm sorry, the moisture content threshold, but it will actually be a strain that holds water differently and it's above the safe water activity level. So we've been brought in to help a number of states figure out what they should be using for moisture um, measurement and it should be water activity, but then secondarily, what is that ideal range where flour should be stored? So I've been traveling the country in pursuit of our goal. Our goal is to be in every cannabis container on the planet. And we can only do that if we've got sizes, humidity levels, and at prices that everyone can justify using it. Well, what I found when I started traveling the country with a water activity meter is that there are very real differences by region, by state, by areas within a state about what they consider perfect flower. So the way it works is I say, master cultivator that I'm sitting in front of, bring me an ideal specimen of five of your strains. I'm going to test the water activity so we get a sense at what you in this place right now consider perfect. Well, we started seeing patterns develop. It may not be a surprise to your listeners, Sean, that 
Portland, Seattle, they like it up there at 58, 62%. The Bay Area, they like it around 55, maybe 58. LA, same kind of thing. Denver is a little bit different, where Denver is kind of in the 50 to 55% range. And Arizona, same kind of thing. So not huge differences, but we are seeing that what Denver calls perfect, someone in Seattle would would never touch, and vice versa. So what that began to inform for us is what products do we need to have at what humidity levels so that we can satisfy what certain regions consider perfect because it's not universal. No, those are such great points. And I was going to ask you that as a follow-up question. You know, what's the difference between what you're doing in Colorado? I didn't want to say either coast, but significant difference between what's going on in Colorado and then what you would prescribe or dial down in, say, Florida, for example. Yeah, that's right. Just by virtue of being somewhere that is lacking no moisture whatsoever. And it becomes a scenario about what people are used to. So someone that I have spoken to a number of people that now live in an area other than where they're from, where they used to be getting flour. And they said, man, I used to like it dry. And now I like it like this or vice versa. Man, I used to like it comparatively wet, but now I like it like this. So the cannabis plant, uh, is very sensitive to moisture changes. I mean, you could set a butt out that's perfect and come back to it in a half hour in a dry room and it will be really noticeably drier. So it's very, very sensitive to moisture and little fluctuations in that moisture can make the dip, make the difference between something that is ideally sticky or too dry or too wet. Well, and you're in our nine dispensaries here in Colorado. I don't know of a dispensary that you're not in. I mean, you're, you've got a tremendous footprint here. It seems like as people start to um, – your battle is probably the education standpoint of, of kind of educating them on what they need. But what is some of the pushback that you get, Charlie, when you, when you go into dispensary? Are you dealing with education? Well, hey, let me check some humidity levels. Let me look at the state of your flower. How does the process start and before, and until they ultimately decide, oh, wow, we need Boveda no matter what? Well, thankfully for us anyway, it's kind of an almost universal truth that the world had been used to chronically dry flour because most places, even if they're in a humid climate, if you're indoors and you've got air conditioning going, you're getting moisture scrubbed out of the air. So odds are almost everywhere that flour was drying out and people were consuming it at some point between when it was cured, wherever it was grown, and when it dries out to as dry as it can get. So we have kind of given the world the luxury of, wow, now I know what cannabis at 62% is like, at 58% is like, uh, and pretty soon at a few, at another humidity level. So we've given them that luxury of being able to say, wow, I like my flower right here. And so if there's ever been any pushback, it's somebody who's used a certain humidity level that might be too wet might be too dry for their personal uh, feelings uh, or that strain because that also makes a difference too. So it's really just been a function then of getting them a, uh, a humidity level that might meet what they consider perfect flower for them. Um, in terms of a needs analysis, there are people out there who don't understand how much money they are losing to evaporation because they think that's just the way that it is. So the flour gets dried here, it gets packaged here. This is where it gets weighed right before it gets packaged. Well, between the cure and the time of packaging, 
they could be losing tons of moisture and are losing tons of moisture that they don't detect in their system because it isn't weighed until right when it gets packaged. So I'm able to come in with my water activity meter, uh, ask them to bring me an ideal sample of flour, and oftentimes that's right out of the curing room or out of the drying room because that's where it's got the moisture level that they want. Uh, we test that flour. Then we also then test the same strain pulled off the shelf, which usually has, you know, might have two weeks, three weeks, four weeks time in between. And there's a delta there between your ideal and where we actually tested it. And that number uh, is oftentimes very big. It's showing the uh, amount of money that someone is losing. But that's, that's not only money. Uh, but that's also quality and efficacy and a good experience. And so there is a universal feeling that people are generally buying dry flour, but they're still buying it. And so that's one of the things that we run into, too. We say people say, hey, people are buying my flour. I can't keep enough of it around. I said, well, you're right, but you're still selling something to your customers that they aren't exactly thrilled with. And so once we're there with a water activity meter and kind of show them what their flour is doing through their entire supply chain, it becomes very, very clear pretty quickly uh, where it is that we can be of value. Those are great points. Is it an ancillary benefit if I'm a dispensary owner to not lose that weight? I mean, if I'm a if I'm a consumer and this might happen where someone goes home and they they buy an ounce of flour and it doesn't quite weigh an ounce because it's dried out so much, um, is I mean that could that could result in complaints and and you know accusations that the dispensary owner isn't on the up and up. I mean, it seems like a, a simple process and an absolute benefit to preserve the water content. We think of Bovida as a quality control program that makes the user more money because you just hit on something there. The options when you're packaging flour, if you're not including Bovida in those containers, is either you're overweighing it. It might be a half a gram on an ounce. It might be a couple or uh, it might be a couple tenths of a gram on an eighth. Uh, so you're either overweighing, which means what? You're giving product away. You're giving extra free stuff away because you know that it's going to dry out while it's sitting on your shelf. The alternative is packaging it right on the nose and then having that inevitable drying happen while it's on the shelf. And then you are exactly right. Somebody could come home and check you and they go, man, they're always weighing, you know, a half a gram light on X or a little bit or a few tenths or an entire gram on X. And so it becomes a uh, custom you at that point, either um, if, if they're providing flour that isn't weighing what they wanted to, the alternative being that they're giving money away to a cow that no is going to dry out on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, you're basically going in and helping people improve their business, and and the end product is improved to the to the to the end user. There, do you ever have a situation where you go into a dispensary and you talk to them and say, "Listen, this packaging you have isn't really ideal. We can still work with it. Um, drop our packet inside of that." But do you ever are you in a position ever to to coach them up and say, "Listen, we'd rather have you store this in glass or a different way," or are are you finding that people are receptive to listening to you about how to preserve their... We are starting to see a pattern develop where people are coming to us before they're having their packaging designed. That usually is in the pre-roll category because um, as those become more and more popular, there's a lot of different ways that people want to package those. And so people who have done the packaging first and then come to us 
they've had to maybe make some redesigns because they designed it in a certain way that nothing other than the pre-roll is going to fit into it. So that happens more in the pre-roll side of things. The great news about most of the other loose flower containers is that we can work really incredibly well in those. And so, yes, there are some that are better than others. I mean, one of the common flip uh, flip top squeeze size bottles. They work great. They look great. They're super easy, but much moisture they lose. We also know that about lots of other types of packaging. So there's virtually no packaging that's immune from moisture loss. Um, and so that's why we're, we're thankful to be a part of more and more packaging. Okay. General question for you, and you might not be able to answer it entirely, but if someone's listening now and they're thinking about getting into this business and they want to preserve everything, what, what's your recommendation for the type of packaging you'd like to see that's easier for you to manage um, when you go in and consult them? Yeah, uh, it really can be anything, Sean. That's the great news about it. We've now got sizes and shapes of Bovida that can be just one gram flour packaging. And so whether that is a, uh, a heart rigid packaging or if it's uh, flexible packaging, we've got a size Bovida for that. And so the reality is that in any type of packaging, we, whether it's rigid or it's flexible, whether it's glass or whether it's plastic, uh, as long as it's got a fairly good seal on it, we can work incredibly well in there. And we can really take something that may have had a few day shelf life or a couple weeks shelf life and turn it into months. And so what that means is that people are oftentimes able to load up, stock up. If they don't have people that are 100% uh, of the time full-time trimmers uh, or packagers, they can have a big packaging party and package a ton of stuff today instead of leaking it out over time, just in time, uh, because now we can preserve the quality for a, for a much longer time period. Great. We need to take a quick break. When we come back, we will be talking to Charlie Rutherford, Business Development Director of Boveda. Go to his website, B-O-V-E-D-A-I-N-C.com, as you listen to our um, sponsors here in this next break. We'll be right back. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. 
industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Blunt Business on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Sean Eubanks of Stringwise Consulting. We've been speaking to Charlie Rutherford, who is the Business Development Director at Boveda. Welcome back, Charlie. Thank you. Is this the final stretch? This is. This is. It goes quickly. Listen, um, we'll dive into some numbers here in a second, but one of the things that sticks out to me about your website is impressive. You've got the pedigree of food storage instrument storage, tobacco, and now obviously you're in herbal medicine. So I think that's a tremendous um, resume that you guys have. So diving into some actual numbers here. So you come to Colorado, you meet with a dispensary owner. You don't have to tell us who. Talk about savings that you, how you approach that and how much money you save them by offering your product. Yeah, that's a great question. So on a recent trip, we tested, once again, I brought the machine out and it's the most It's the ugliest machine you can buy for $10,000, this water activity machine. And so we tested, what is your ideal? Bring me something that is, that you think is perfect. And then we're going to go grab that off the shelf and we're going to test the, uh, the water activity in it, and we're going to weigh it. So we found out two things. One is that the difference between their ideal and how it was being sold was big enough that they were losing 2% of their inventory to evaporation. And the uh, volume of cannabis was weighing under uh, what it should have been. So going back to your question on a previous segment there, uh, they had the potential of really disappointing customers if they were checking them by weight at home. So the way that it all turned out in their value per gram and the amount of money that they were losing, we were able to save one of them about $80 per pound. And that, that factors in using Bovida within that pound. Uh, and on another one, over $100 per pound. So Your listeners out there could really just imagine, what if I added $100 more to every one of my pounds? And that's the Bovida value proposition that we offer, is quality control while also maintaining the hard work that you've already put into it. So no matter where you are in the country, flower prices are generally dropping. So every gram counts more than ever. And this is a great, um, inexpensive, safe, proven insurance policy. And so if I want to back into ROI on that, what is my cost per pound to use your product? Well, it's going to break down a little bit based on your average pound and how those get sorted out into grams, into eighths, into halves, into ounces. But generally speaking, it could be about five bucks per pound, six bucks per pound, depending once again, how many containers that pound gets broken up into. So it's a fraction of the total savings for sure. Wow, that's tremendous. So, Charlie, you travel quite a bit. You seem to be on the road as much as I am out speaking and and meeting with people. Are there any limitations? I see your booth everywhere. You guys have an incredible booth. It's always full of people. People are always like, wow, I didn't know this product existed. Um, Are you finding that you're able to help people right away at your booth with some type of demonstration? Or or is this a long-term 
um, long sales cycle for you to actually bring a client on after a show? Uh, it can, we can usually prove our product in about 24 hours. Um, at a show, we're going to start getting our hands on some flour so that we'll have one container uh, that everyone is familiar with. It's the too dry stuff that you either let get too dry or just natural things happen to it next to the same strain with a bovida in it. So you can see, yes, this is my life before. Wow, this could be my life now with bovida. Uh, if we don't have that capability, we hand out samples at absolutely every event. And the way that I tell people to test us is go home, Find a dry a container that's got some flour in it that's too dry. Do you have one of those? So far, the answer 100% of the time has been, yes, I do. So find one of those containers, throw this bovida in it, wait 24 hours, you'll be shocked. Wait another a uh, couple days after that, and you're going to be calling me to babysit your kids because that's <laughs> usually the way that it works. So we're going to have a shocking result in 24 hours. And after a few days with the right size bovida, of course, and the right size container, we're going to get that flower back to as perfect as it can possibly be. Wow. So it's not a bold statement to say you're refurbishing cannabis. So it's not lost just because it's drying out. You can actually help it recover. That's one of the biggest, uh, really one of the biggest ways that people have found our product compelling is, oh, you mean I can bring dry stuff back? And I said, yes, that's exactly what I, what I mean. All those legacy ideas of putting a slice of potato or a slice of orange or wet cotton balls, that is archaic thinking. The new way of doing it is Bovida with a precision two-way humidity control. So yes, we can bring it back. Yes, it's going to be almost exactly like it was, even though it's a little bit of a salvage job. So the ideal scenario is get us in there in the beginning so we never let you get to that dry spot. Okay, and for those, you know, pe people pushing into this industry are going to have their own ideas. If they come from the food side or pharmaceuticals or um, cosmetics, they're going to have their idea how to preserve products and do some things, especially on the food side of things. How do you differentiate yourself from what Bovida offers versus crystals or gels or beads? I mean, all humidifi humidification products are not created equal, right? <laughs> Yeah, that's absolutely right. There are things that we made obsolete in the cigar world 20 years ago when we existed, when we came out there. Now, granted, those, some of those things are still in use because sometimes old habits die hard. But the reality is that those technologies, you just add water to them and they evaporate. Uh, they spike the moisture and evaporate. And so you're filling it again and it spikes the moisture and it evaporates. So that's the case with a sponge or a gel or beads, any one of those items. Uh, in terms of other products, they can mix those same items that we made obsolete 20 years ago and put them in a pack that looks like Bovida. But since the guts don't have the brains to be able to add and remove moisture and still stay a certain humidity level, your results are going to be a mystery. And when we're talking about something that's got such a high value and we're talking about people's brands and we're talking about consistency and repeatability, uh, I would advocate that people are going to want to reach for something that they know for sure is going to work. Well, and you've got no activation required. Um, you've got no maintenance or refilling. And obviously everybody in the industry is hypersensitive to preventing mold. So you're never over humidifying, causing mold, which those other things that are, if they're, if they're cast in there, added water, it goes in the atmosphere and it's sort of a, um, a shot, um, 
you know, too much at, at, at one time, uh, which can be problematic down the road as, as the flower is sitting. Very dangerous. That's right. And so that's the beauty of our product is that we only have a minimum usage guideline because we're only worried about you having enough horsepower for the volume of cannabis that you have in any given container. Uh, you could triple, quadruple, you could infinitely put a number of Bovida into the smallest possible container and it's never going to overhumidify. So that's the beauty of the peace of mind in this. It is throw it in, forget about it for a while. Uh, replace the bovid every two to four months in a container that's opened a lot, or maybe six to nine, maybe even 12 months in a container that's not open very much because the life of any one of our products just depends on how hard it has to work. And that's generally giving up moisture. And as it does that, the pack goes from soft and pliable to a solid wafer when it's dead. So it's just short of that where the whole thing is feeling like a solid gel. That's going to be your signal that it's time for a replacement. Well, and also, I mean, master growers know this, but sometimes business owners and the people that are moving into this industry really smart from different all walks of life, um, a lot of capital ready to go, but they, they don't understand on the micro level that relative humidity is different and it needs to be managed. And here we are in a situation where your competitors, as far as I can see, they don't they don't allow something to be available in multiple relative humidity levels. So it's kind of taken or leave. And even did they couldn't. Yeah, and even if they did, they couldn't achieve it because once again, the guts of the bovidas are the brains, and salt is a required component of being able to uh, have the brains of knowing: do I need to give up moisture or absorb moisture to maintain that specific humidity level? Uh, and thankfully, uh, our product has that really sophisticated membrane that's only allowing purified water vapor in and out. And like we've proven in being in millions and millions of cigar boxes over the last 20 years, um, Bovida can come into direct contact with anything without any damage. And uh, you're right, no activation, no maintenance. So it's just seriously simple. Yeah, you have some great safety data sheets listed, a lot of good information uh, to find on the on the website. So you guys are kind of standing alone as a leader in the industry. Um, is there anything that somebody that might be walking through a trade show, is there any kind of marketing material that they should watch out for or a direct question they should ask um, when comparing your product to another? Well, the coined the term because we invented the technology. We coined the term two-way humidity control. So there's a lot of products in the cigar world and uh, one or two of them in the cannabis world now that are trying to pitch themselves as two-way humidity control. Uh, and the way that we define it, one adding and removing, but still having the ability to stay a certain humidity level. There are other things that fit into a very loose category of that because they will attract or give off moisture, but there's really no telling what it's going to do in that regard at any given point. So the biggest thing to really candidly know is whether it's made by Bovida. Uh, because the biggest question would be to use a salt solution because, once again, scientifically, only way moisture control. Well, there's only one company is you're going to hear that from, uh, and that's going to be us uh, while we still have uh, another seven years or so on our patents anyway. 
Well, and you guys aren't a marijuana company, which I'm jealous of. You don't have a lot of the restrictions, the 280E and things like that. And you're obviously – people can buy your product uh, state to state on a nationwide level. So what's next for you guys, Charlie? What do you, what do you want to accomplish in 2018? Well, uh, we want to kind of try to help our friends in the cannabis business get out from under that huge strangling thing called 280E. So we're uh, a contributor to the uh, New Federalism Fund because we are very sensitive to the – while you have a lot of money coming in as a cannabis uh, uh, cannabis company, you've also got a lot of money going out because of the restrictions on taxes. So we want to help on that. Uh, we're also advising uh, an international standards organization on some of the proper ways to not only measure moisture, that being act- water activity, but also that ideal water activity range that flour should be stored within to maximize the safety, the quality, and the efficacy. And that's being informed by all of my travels around the country to figure out who likes it the highest, who likes it the lowest, so that we can help this international agency understand that uh, writing a regulation in a certain way needs to be as inclusive as possible as it can for all the regional differences. And so that's part of what uh, what the new year is going to look like for us in helping craft those, that language and get those standards implemented. Although they're voluntary standards, the reality is that um, other organizations and other industries look to this international standards organization whenever they have questions on crafting their own state or country laws on a number of different subjects. Wonderful. I appreciate you guys doing that for the industry. I know there are a lot of companies out there that are offering help and support, writing regulations, helping with applications, doing other things, just even in the exploratory parts of the state of the country that need need programs that are coming online. I know it's a thankless job. There are hours and hours and dealing with these government uh, entities is, is, a, is a challenge sometimes. So I applaud you guys for that, and I hope that you have some benefits on the back end of that. Um, but definitely keep w- doing what you're doing. Is there a way for people to get in touch with you, Charlie, if they're interested in your product? Yeah, absolutely. They can come one of a couple ways. They can come directly through our website, bovidainc.com. But if anyone wants to get a hold of me, um, they've got questions on Bovida for their business or how we might even maybe come out with our water activity meter to do a really solid needs analysis, uh, they can reach me at charles.rutherford at bovidainc.com or just send an email to the regular info at Bovida Inc. Tell them that you're looking for Charlie and we'll get in touch. Sounds great. And I want to invite all our listeners to go to uh, bovidainc.com, B-O-V-E-D-A-I-N-C.com. Check it out. There's a lot of great information, information on uh, just general education stuff all the way through their patents, frequently asked questions, of course. So, Charlie, it was a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, thank you so much. And I want to thank you all for joining us on this edition of Blunt Business. You can download episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com, BluntBusinessRadio.com, or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and now on iHeartRadio. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you all next week. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.